Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 7th of July. Today, New South Wales turned to an unlikely replacement as a COVID scare is sent through the camp. The Suns ruled themselves out of the chase for supercoach Clarko, and a football scoreline so ridiculous, it looks more like a cricket score. But first... It happened. Game, set match, Kyrgios. And the carry-off show. Who sets the last? For the six first four, time six ever, three, seven, moves six. into a Grand Slam semi-final. Into a Wimbledon semi-final. For the first time in his career, Nick Kyrgios is through to a semi-final of a Grand Slam. Kyrgios defeated Chile's Christian Garin in straight sets this morning to become the first Australian male to reach the final four of Wimbledon in 17 years. And the man himself couldn't quite believe it. I just never thought I'd be at a semi-final of a Grand Slam. Honestly, I thought my ship had sailed. Obviously, you know, I didn't go about things great earlier in my career and may have wasted that little window. But, you know, just um, really proud of the way that I've just come back out here and, and with my team and just to be able to put on a performance. Kyrgios triumphed in a relatively brisk two hours and 13 minutes and when asked in his press conference about who he'd like to face in the semi-finals out of big serving American Taylor Fritz or the legendary Rafael Nadal. Yeah, obviously it would be pretty special to play Rafa here. Um, we've had some absolute battles on that centre court. You know, he's won one against me and I've won one against him. So obviously we know two completely different personalities and I feel like we've, we respect the hell out of each other though. So I feel like that would be a mouth-watering kind of encounter for everyone around the world you know that would probably probably the most watched match of all time you know what they say nick be careful what you wish for oh. the grand slam dream 2022 is still alive for Rafa Nadal. no idea how he's done that nadal took over four hours to prevail in a five-set thriller against fritz to keep alive his hopes of adding a 23rd grand slam title to his collection at the age of 36, Rafa will be playing in his 38th career Grand Slam semi-final and having won the 2022 Australian Open and French Opens, he's on the hunt for a calendar Grand Slam. For me, uh, throwing back to 2008, it uh, was difficult to imagine that in 2022 I will be here in Wimbledon playing, but uh, here I am and I'm happy for that. <laughs> And as for Nick's elephant in the room, being the assault charges that he'll face in a Canberra court in a month's time for alleged domestic violence against his former girlfriend. You know, I'm only human. Obviously, I read read, read about it and obviously everyone else was, was asking questions and you know, I was, it was hard. It was hard to kind of just focus, you know, on the on the, the mission at hand was quarterfinals of Wimbledon today. And I know deep down that, you know, that's what I was prepared for. And it didn't really affect my preparation at all. I knew that I was, you know, stay true to myself and, and give my best my best performance today. So before his big court appearance in August, Kyrgios has a date with Nadal tomorrow night. In the women's draw, however, there was no joy as Ayla Tomlanovic's run has come to an end once more at the quarterfinal stage, going down in three sets to Kazakhstan's Elena Rybakina. The countdown to the state of origin decider continues. Six more to go. With just six more sleeps until New South Wales and Queensland clash at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, the Blues have been given one almighty scare. Nico Hines 
turned up at the Sharks this morning. He tested positive on a rat. He's been sent away for now a PCR, so the Sharks are anxiously awaiting for the, on the results of that. And also, so are the Blues, because Nico Hines was due to join the Blues here at Kingscliff uh, in the next few days. Uh, Nico was with some of the Blues players uh, on Monday for a two-hour period. He tested negative on a rat at that time, and all the Blues players since that time have also tested negative. Blues backup half Nico Hines is currently awaiting the results of a PCR test to confirm if he does in fact have COVID, which would no doubt cause a degree of unease for the New South Wales players that Nico Hines has interacted with. However, at this stage, all players have been cleared. But one man's COVID positive is another man's just positive, I guess. Jumper 17, Townsend, looked in Chad Townsend, the man many thought the North Queensland Cowboys had overpaid to bring North from the Cronulla Sharks, has not only guided his club side to third on the NRL ladder, but is now set to enter New South Wales Origin Camp for the first time in his career as a temporary replacement for Hines while he awaits his PCR test. The Cowboys have had the bye this weekend, meaning that Townsend was probably looking to have a hit of golf or something, but instead he'll get a taste of the greatest rivalry in Australian sport. Enjoy, Chad. For most of the 2022 AFL season, Gold Coast Suns coach Stuart Jew has had an Alastair Clarkson-shaped shadow looming over him. I'm so scared. The four-time premiership coach is being courted by several clubs, but the AFL reportedly wanted Clarko to help revive the battling Queensland expansion team. But Stuart Jew and the Suns decision makers had other ideas. It's an absolute honour. Very humbled, but... You know, excited and confident for what's ahead of us. Drew has signed a new two-year contract extension with the Suns to remain as the head coach until at least the end of 2024. The new deal will see Drew become the longest-serving coach in the club's short history. And while last week's narrow loss to Collingwood makes the task more difficult, Drew hasn't given up on a finals run for his club this year. Clearly, we're chasing our first finals appearance. So where that happens in the next period, obviously, the quicker the better. That's our driving motivation, and that's what we're going to set about to do. This weekend's game against Richmond will be Jew's 99th in charge and he's set to bring up the ton next week when the Suns take on Essendon. Meanwhile, Alastair Clarkson's gardening leave from the game continues, but former Pies president and man about Melbourne, Eddie Maguire, thinks it's now a race in two for the Supercoach's signature. GWS, of course, who have got a, a spot ready to go and there's still a review going on at Essendon and I keep hearing the Tom Toms that the Bombers haven't put a line through anybody just yet. <laughs> And before we go, for the first time on the scorecard, we're heading to Sierra Leone. The southwestern African nation, like most countries on the continent, is football mad. Football is life. But a couple of recent results in the country's second leaf have raised some eyebrows and questions about match fixing. Ahead of the final round of matches, the Kahunla Rangers and Gulf FC were level on points, with space for only one of the teams to enter the final stage of qualifying for Sierra Leone's Premier League. The Rangers were facing Lumbebu United and Golf FC were up against Kakuima Lebanon. At halftime, both sides were up. Rangers were leading 2-0 and Golf FC were ahead 7-1. But the scoring heated up in the second half. OK, how many goals? Keep in mind both games were being played at the same time and by this stage, both teams knew that whoever had the superior goal difference would grab the last qualifying spot. At full time, Golf FC had defeated Kakuima Lebanon 91 to 1. Oh, come on. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious. And it gets better because the Kahunla Rangers also triumphed 95 to nil. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. 
Uh, yeah. In fact, the Sierra Leone Football Association has already launched an investigation into the two results, which should be the quickest investigation in the history of world sport because the scores were 91 to 1 and 95 nil. And apparently, 177 of those goals were scored in the second half alone. Don't you find that a wee bit suspicious? But innocent until proven guilty, the general manager of Lumbebo United, who lost 95 to nil, claimed he was not aware of any match manipulation. And I think we can safely say that he is full of sh. And that is your fast fun hit of sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your weekending edition of the Scorecard. Listener.